Hey, good to see you here. You are currently listening to Inspire Church Metro Manila. We are one church in multiple locations, and we exist to inspire people to fulfill their God-given potential. We are so glad that you're tuning in right now. Welcome home. Learn more about us by visiting inspiremetro.live. Lean in and enjoy. I want you to open your Bibles to Judges, Judges chapter 2 this morning, Judges chapter 3, Judges chapter 3. We are continuing our new series called The Overcomers, The Overcomers. I think it's so important that we realize that you and I are always going to be in a battle. Uh, we're always battling. Don't you just feel like there's like one battle after the other? We are always battling. And when we read the Bible, the battle, the Bible is really about people who are always overcoming. I mean, there's great stories of overcomers in the Bible. Uh, you're not going to read so much about people who had easy lives in the Bible. You're going to hear about easy wars and easy victories in the Bible. What you are going to read and you're going to see are people who had to overcome great challenges and odds and personal struggles in order to overcome. Uh, a Christian is an overcomer. We are more than conquerors for those to, to, in Christ Jesus. Romans 8.37. In Romans 8.31, it says, if God is for us, who can be against us? The enemy is against us. The spirit of this age, the culture of this world is definitely coming against us. The Bible says in the last days, it will be the wearing down of the saints. No doubt about it. I'm feeling a little worn down. How about you? But I tell you right now, that greater is he who is in you than he who is in the world in Jesus' name. So when I look at this, we're always battling. You know, it, it's, Jesus said, in this life, you will have much tribulation. In this life, you will have much trials. But he said, take heart, for I have overcome the world. So we also know that we already will have ultimate victory. And therefore, we fight from a position of victory, not for victory. We fight from a position of victory, not necessarily for victory. But we must constantly overcome. And so when we look at the period of, of judges that we're going to study just for today, just a very brief period, we have to understand that we are always in a battle. But sometimes I used to say, well, there are two, th three types of believers. Number one is the believers who are right now in a storm or the believers who are coming out of storm or believers who are headed for a storm, right? But I can just say this has been one big storm for the last two years. However, when we go into battles, you know, that's, not everybody's winning every battle. Um, we want to win every battle. We've been losing some battles. We've been losing some battles in the spirit realm. We've been losing some battles uh, in culture. And we've been probably losing some battles personally. But, you, but the thing is, I'm sure you've won a few battles. I'm sure that you've got some victory on your side. Somebody say amen. amen. And so when we look at the battles that you and I are fighting, it feels like one after the other. Why do we lose battles? Mostly because, number one, we're unaware. Right, we're unaware. Right? We didn't realize that that was a battle. Oh my gosh, now all of a sudden we wake up and we, we, we've been piecing the pieces together. Like, this is a battle. Oh my gosh, a battle after us, a battle after, the, after, after families, the battle after unity, the battle, all, these battles are all coming. And because number one, often we lose because we're unaware. Second thing is, is because we're overwhelmed. We're just overwhelmed from all of these non Stop battles, they're overwhelming. But number three, sometimes I find the most important one is number, number three, is we're often fighting the wrong battles. We're just flat out the, fighting the wrong battles. We're fighting battles that we shouldn't be fighting. They're battles that we could leave to somebody else and then you can pick up uh, because sometimes, the, sometimes you can pick the battle, but oftentimes the battle will pick you. And so you got to be able to choose your battle uh, before you can sing, this is how I fight my battle. 
Come on, when you think about the battles that are coming, the wrong battles could be, you could be fighting the wrong battle because you're offended, right? So oftentimes we're fighting battles. How many of us have fought battles this year? Because I was offended, because <laughs> I was hurt, because, because of what they said or because how they feel, because they don't see it the way I see it. That is the battle that the enemy wants you to fight. That's the battle that he wants you to draw in. It's the battle of, oh, I'm offended, I'm mad, I'm all upset because of what he did, what she did, or what they stand for, what they don't stand for. At the end of the day, the battle, the, the enemy's going, let them all fight, let them all fight, let them all fight. But you know what? There's a situation in the Old Testament where Jehoshaphat cried out to the, God, to, to, to the Lord and then all of a sudden these three armies that were coming against them while they began to praise, while they began to worship, they turned on one another and they didn't even have to fight because that's the tactic that we use. Our tactic is worship. So when we look at the wrong battles, oftentimes we've got to be the bigger man or you got to be the bigger woman. Come on. You got to be the bigger man. You gotta be the bigger woman. Trust me, Sanballat and Tobiah, who are trying to call Nehemiah down from the wall to come and reason with us in the plain of Ono, he said, oh no, I'm not coming down. I got a great work to do on this wall. I am going to keep building what God told me to build. Don't get pulled into it. You gotta take the high road because the high road is the less traveled road. You're not gonna see a lot of people on that road, but we should be seen on that road in Jesus' name. So in the period of Judges, is, comes right after the book of Joshua. In the book of Joshua, you know, Joshua and Caleb were the two great leaders that had led the people out of the wilderness after Moses had died, after they wandered in the desert for 40 years because of their disobedience to God, because they were afraid to take the land of Canaan. And so now Joshua is their leader and Joshua is teaching them how to fight. He is teaching them how to battle. And then the Bible tells us that God left a few enemies in the land in order to test the next generation generation. The next generation needed to learn how to fight. The next generation didn't, didn't need a helicopter God. You know what I'm talking about? They would come down and rescue them all the time. What they needed to do was God didn't roll out the red carpet. He didn't promise them a, a rose garden. Come on for the older people. He, you know, he, he did all these things because he made sure that they knew how to fight. And because he needed to test them, because when the temptation came, they would be able to overcome. Some of you are being tested because the tempting is about to come so God can help you to be a victory, vic victorious over those in the name of Jesus. But because Israel continued to do the things that they always did, which was not follow through on their relationship with God on a national level and on a personal level, it was the only nation in the world that dedicated themselves to the Lord. It was their own special nation. Um, and so what happens here, there are two common themes in the book of Judges, two, two very, very common. You will see them over and over again. And here it is, the first one is again, is again, Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Again, everybody say again, again. say sight. The second one was, in those days, Israel had no king, so everyone did what seemed right in their own eyes. Everybody say eyes. So sight and eyes. You see the problem here. The problem is Israel had no king, so they had no leadership. They had judges. Judges were not necessarily about the gown and the gavel, but God did give them gowns and gavels. Um, but what he did was he poured out his spirit on these special men and women, not because necessarily they're special. I'm sure they were integrous and God poured out his presence over them and they would do incredible exploits. They were ordinary, but then God made them extraordinary and they would rule for seasons, for years, 
years, and then there would be peace in the land. And then, of course, when that judge passed away, uh, Israel would go back and do the things that they once did before to inside of the Lord. So it's like this, in the sight of the Lord. What does it mean in the sight of the Lord? In full frontal view of God, Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. Because why? Because everybody did what seemed right in their own eyes. Their own eyes. This is my truth. That's your, that you do you, I do me. You do, you, right? It's, I'll do you, I'll do, I'll do me, you do you. And, and, and leave me alone because we're not going by, we're going more by feeling rather than by faith. So when we are in the word of God, we know that this is, that this, that God, God will not be mocked. Whatever a man sows, that shall he reap. And the nation is reaping what we have sown. And so that's why we need a revival. That's why we need an awakening because there might, there, there might be a judgment coming. I, you know, welcome to church, everybody, judgment's coming. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I, 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 I don't want to scare you, but I'm just telling you. Is it logical that we might have turned into the period of judges? Could be. In fact, I think it might be. I think, I, I think it is be. And I don't want it to be. But you know what? Second Chronicles, if my people. Everybody say if. Say if. That's a big if. Yeah. The if. My people. Our people. The people. We the people. Who are called by his name. Will humble themselves and pray. And seek my face and turn from their wicked ways. And I will hear from heaven. I will come down and I will heal their land. Everybody say heal. heal. I believe God wants to heal this land. I believe God wants to heal our lives. I believe God wants to. I believe God wants to. But it's a big if. So in those days, every, Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord and everyone did what was, what was right in their own eyes. And so when we get fixated on the wrong things over time, now, I don't, I, like, I, I, I don't want, oh, sorry, online. I didn't say anything to you for a while. I love you online, but think about, think about this for a moment. Like, what, what are your eyes drifting towards? You can't be totally out of the game and not know what's going on in the world, so you have to kind of be engaged on the news, right? You still have to be engaged because you don't want to be caught unaware. But you don't want to be so TikToked, you know what I'm saying? That you spend six hours a day on your screen time and you, when you get your report that you spent four hours on social media or two hours on social media, that is wasted energy and that is wasted time and you're actually losing money because you could be more productive. And I know I'm preaching to the choir. I know you guys already know this, but you know, just for your friend, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so when you think about this in this period, so here's the cycle, right? You've seen the cycle disobedience. They, 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 they do evil in the sight of the Lord. And then God brings discipline. The discipline could be no crops, no crops, no food, no food, people starve. There could be no rain, no crops. You know what I mean? Then he brings in a foreign, a foreign um, adversary. It could be in the form of the Amalekites. It could be in the form of the Philistines and often was the Philistines. Um, uh, the Midianites were one of them as well. They come all the way from Arabia. Um, and then there would be despair and the people would cry out to the Lord, but maybe it didn't hurt enough. And so does it hurt enough? No, not yet. Does it hurt enough? yet? Not yet. Does it hurt enough yet? Not yet. Does it hurt enough yet? It hurts. So then they cry out to God. The whole nation turns to God and they cry out for, to him. And then he sends a deliverer and the deliverer was a judge. 
And the judges, like I said, the Holy Spirit will come upon them, but wasn't necessarily the whole people had the Holy Spirit. It was, it was that one particular person. When you and I give our lives to Jesus Christ online, here's what happens. He comes into your heart. He takes residence in your body and your body becomes the temple of the Holy Spirit. He lives in you. And then, and then you seek after the baptism of the Holy Spirit because you want to be empowered to do what God called you to do. It doesn't mean you're not, you needed to be saved. You already were saved when you gave your life to Jesus. It just means now that you are equipped and you are empowered to do what God told you to do. And so the same thing happened to these judges. The first judge was actually Joshua. Joshua was the first judge. The uh, second judge after Joshua, it was followed by Othniel. Othniel was the son-in-law of Caleb. Now, Othniel married Aksa. Remember Aksa? Aksa was able to ask big of her father and said, thank you for the lowlands, but can I please have some springs? And it took a lot to ask, but Othniel didn't ask. Aksa asked instead. Aksa now and Othniel lead the country, but then after that, you've got Ehud. Ehud is the next one. And the Bible tells us that Ehud was a left-handed man, took a dagger on his thigh, and then he ended up cutting the, uh, the adversary king in his stomach while he was in the bathroom and his intestines all spilled out and he made his way out. And then Othniel became the judge and there was peace in the land for about 40 years. Sometimes there was peace in the land for about 80 years, but then also they would repeat the cycle again. The next guy that I wanna talk about today and I wanna focus on is the guy that only has two verses. All these people, Deborah, she's got like songs, you know what I mean? Deborah has a whole story about her and JL. And then before that, later on, you're going to read so much more about uh, Gideon and you're going to read way too much about Samson. Uh, Samson's really, really long. But this guy, Shamgar, he only gets two verses. He doesn't get a lot of press. He doesn't get a lot of attention. He isn't really noticed. But man, the guy was unreal. And maybe you might feel that way. You don't really feel noticed. You're quiet, but you do some damage in the spirit. And if people only knew what you're not into tooting your own horn, that people would be amazed. But God is proud. Shamgar, Judges chapter 3, verse 31 says that after Ehud came Shamgar, the son of Anath, who struck down 600 Philistines with an ox goad, and he too saved Israel. One verse that reveals the power of an anointed individual that avails himself to stand before the enemy. Takes one. Takes one. All over America, it's taking one. All over Hawaii, it's taking one. It's, all it takes is one. Because one becomes a domino effect. One person with courage empowers everybody else. And then in Judges chapter five, verse six, he's mentioned one more time, very, very briefly. And it says this, that in the days of Shamgar, the son of Anath, in the days of Yael or Jael, right? That beautiful woman that took the tent peg, struck the guy in the head, right? Sisera. The highways were abandoned and travelers took to winding paths. The highways were abandoned. Why did they abandon the highways? They abandoned the highways because the Philistines were on the highways. They were monitoring. They, 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 were, they were bandits all over the place. There were people who were robbing one another. They were stealing food. They were stealing anything they could. Crops. They'd come and take a crop. Uh, you would be doing hydroponics and then you were protecting it with your little puppy. That didn't work. They took the food on this side, came and took your manoa lettuce. You know what I'm saying? It's 
I was thinking, oh, we better get on people. Anyway, rot, we gotta get a rot. But I'm saying, anyway, moving right along. So travelers took to winding paths. They're finding alternative routes of trade. They're finding new pathways of commerce. They're finding underground ways to communicate because the normal pathways have been abandoned because the enemy was there the whole time. Inspire Church Metro Manila with Pastor Mike speaking on a message how to outlast any battle. If you've been blessed by this ministry, and I know you have, please consider supporting this ministry with the options below. And so, hey, continue. God still has a word. We're not done yet. Let's go back to Pastor Mike. You got to get battle strong. You cannot get battle weary. We have to, at a time like this, be a different breed of believer. We have to be a different breed of believer. The, the, the days are gone, and they might come back one day, but the days are gone where it's going to be easy. Now's the days that we get stronger. So are you ready? Because he had 600 that came after him. How do you handle a, a financial 600? How do you handle a relational 600? How do you handle a physical disability 600? How does life go on after a 600? How do you get a breakthrough in a 600? How do you, feel, how do you handle this? And when the bodies are counted and he's done and they take a body count and they start counting, they count 600 Philistine warriors and Shamgar is still standing. How does that happen? Number one, I'm glad we asked. Here it is. You got to depend on the Holy Spirit. You got to depend on the Holy Spirit. Now, I know the Holy Spirit is in you, but you got to get baptized with the Holy Spirit. You got to ask for the Holy Spirit because the Holy Spirit is the third person of the Trinity and we don't talk, people don't talk about him as much, but we should because he is the one that gives us the power. He, Jesus baptizes us with the Holy Spirit. He's the third person of the Trinity and he's powerful. He is the one that showed up during creation. He is the one that breathes the breath of life, the ha, into people. He is the one that showed up in the upper room when, when the mighty rushing wind came through, it was the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit like never before. Every day, just say, come Holy Spirit. Every day, say, come Holy Spirit. You might be 13, say, come Holy Spirit. You might be five years old, say, come Holy Spirit. You can ask, come Holy Spirit, because we need the Holy Spirit. Shamgar had the Holy Spirit. Nobody else in Israel had the Holy Spirit at that time. When David shows up in the battle of, of, of Goliath and he shows up in the valley of Elah, like I said, four, these guys on that side, these guys on this side, nobody's coming out to challenge Goliath who comes out to challenge Israel two times a day at breakfast and at dinner time. Nobody comes out. Then all of a sudden, David comes from the fields and he's just doing his job and then he hears about it and then he sees what he sees why? Because David had the anointing of the Holy Spirit and nobody else did. We have to depend on the Holy Spirit. Here's number two. Number two, here's what Shamgar did. He had the Holy Spirit, but number two, he started right where he was. Where was he? Well, if you've got a ox gold, it's very likely that you're probably plowing a field. The ox, karabao, big. They're huge. Have you seen a karabao before? I've seen them in the Philippines. They're muddy and they're huge. And the meat don't look too good, but you know, it must, must be good. And the ox goat, 
Ox gold has two handles. And of course, it's got two big metal plates in front of it. And then what it does is it tills up the ground. The ground is tilled up. It is, got, it is, it is hard ground and it is made um, good enough in order to cultivate and to plant. And you digging up the soil, the top soil, in order to put your seeds in it. You know, the enemy wants to steal your seed. So he's going to do anything that he can to take away your implements. Somebody say, amen. So you start right where you are. He was a farmer, a farmer. And the field where he grew his crops became his battlefield. He started right where he was. And he likely was defending his own food supply. He was concerned about his food safety. He was interested in making sure that his family had food to eat. And so he would do whatever it takes because you're not going to come get my crops and you're definitely not coming to get me. And in the spirit of Shema in 2 Samuel chapter 23, and Shema was a David's mighty man. He's one of David's mighty men. And what did he do? He, defiled a he defended a field of lentils. Now, we don't have lentils necessarily in Hawaii, but it's beans. It's from the legume family. And it's got protein and it's got carbohydrates. And you need that. And that tells me that it had protein and carbohydrates and is defending a lentil field because my mind says there wasn't enough livestock to feed everybody else. So, Shamgar, Shema, Shalomar, all those guys, band of the 80s, just saying Shalomar, <laughs> Howard Hewitt, you remember him? Never mind. Moving right along. And here he was, he had to start right where he was. When you serve the Lord, you start right where, with what you have. You start with right what, whatever you've got. You might say, oh, I don't have anything. I don't have any gifts and talents. Yes, you do. Yes, I, yes, yes you do. You might think, well, I'm, no, I'm, I, I'm, I'm nobody. I felt the same way. I still do to this day, but I, I felt the same way. I, I don't have what it takes. Exactly, you don't. But God will take what you've got if you let him, and he'll make it something amazing in the name of Jesus. I have had nonstop battles in my life, battling since I was a kid fighting all the time because of because growing up on the big island that's how it was you had to fight you fought a lot by the time i was 19 being a father by the time 21 a single dad before i come all that before i come to jesus battle 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 going through the situation becoming a single father battle through that finally coming to jesus still battling and everybody thinks that oh when you're a pastor you have no more battles right <laughs> oh my gosh the battle is tougher. Let me tell you, new levels bring new devils. And I'm grateful for the intercessors. I'm grateful for people who pray for us. I, I went to YWAM, and this one lady's been praying for me for three years. How amazing. Pastor Mike, I've been praying for you for three years. Are you serious? Wow. Wow. My gosh. Why? Because what? I walked into a church for the very first time. I felt like everybody knew my sins. They were going to judge me because of my situation. I, was, I had my, my own complexes. And I walk in, and you know what? It didn't matter because everybody was in the same boat. You know what I'm talking about? And God was doing something. I started off with only, I only had a little bit of time to serve. I was, you know, raising Courtney. I've got two and a half jobs. I got three part-time jobs. That makes a full-time and a half job, if not two full-time jobs. That's what it was like. But you know what? We still battle no matter what no matter what but here's the deal you've got to define what the battle is because you cannot defeat what you will not define if you haven't been able to define what's going on in the world right now then you can't defeat it so you have to defeat what you, what you can define you got to start right where you are right where you are 
Sometimes we hesitate. We think I'm not holy enough. We think I'm not good enough. We think I'm not healed enough. We think I'm not smart enough, gifted enough. Look at all those people on that worship team. They must have it all together. Mm -mm. I love them, buddy. We all, we, all, we all try to have. You know what I'm saying? And Shamgar. Shamgar wasn't even a full-blooded Hebrew. You look for his name in the Hebrew, it's not all there. Shamgar was likely half Hebrew, half something else. He was Hapa Hebrew. <laughs> Hapa Hebrew, not Hapa Holly, Hapa Hebrew. A little bit of this, a little bit of that. Hapa Hebrew. And he was mixed. And you know what? It does sometimes you don't have to worry about being full-blooded. You don't have to worry that if you're not even half-blooded. You don't have to be quarter-blooded. All you need is the blood of Jesus and plead the blood in Jesus' name. Somebody say amen. You got to start right where you are. Think about it. How can I help? How can I contribute? Well, are you good at a computer? You probably can do some real good. You know, are, 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 can you stay for the next service and go help out in the parking lot? for one more service, once a week, maybe even once a month? Can, can you drive a bus? Do you have a CCL license? That would be awesome. Can you, are you, are you good with kids? Are you good with, are you good with kids? Can you help out Kristen Silva, please? Kristen, stand up. Kristen, stand up. Stand up, turn around. Help her out. Yeah? Watching everybody's kids. Thank you so much, Kristen. I appreciate it. But you know, Kokua, once in a while, Kokua. Okay, Kukua up. It's a Kukua up. Anyway, moving right along. Where are you right now that you can help, that you can serve? I'm looking at Shamgar. It's right where he was, right where he was. He's in his field. Here's number three. Number three, you got to use what you have. You got to use what you have. What do you have at that moment? What do you have at that moment? What do you have? When the moment appears, you'll know what to do. But at the same time, you will be prepared because you'll prepare yourself. So check this out. When you looked at what, what people already had, you got to use what you have. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 6, verse 17, that our primary weapon is to take the sword of the Spirit, which is the Word of God. That every person in 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 10, all of us, God has given each of you a gift from his great variety of spiritual gifts and use them well to serve one another. In Exodus chapter 4, God says to Moses, what do you have in your hand? And he says, a shepherd's staff. What am I going to do with this? He goes, you are going to part red seas with that thing in the name of Jesus. What do you have? Think about it. God will show you. God will reveal it to you what you have. God has given us in 1 Peter 4.10, like I said, a great variety of different gifts. Everybody say Variety. So the variety of gifts means that there's all kinds of different gifts. So when you look at, when you look at um, Ehud, the, second the third judge, Ehud went in, and the Bible says that he was a left-handed man, and the worship team can come up. He was a left-handed man, and he put the dagger on his right thigh when he walks in to see the adversary king because God told him to take that king out. What does he do? He walks in, has a private audience with the man. Everybody leaves, takes out the dagger with his left hand in an awkward position and be, is able to take it and slice open, his op, um, uh, slice, slice open his stomach and all of his intestines begin to fall out and he leaves. <laughs> uh, uh, wait, oh no, I, I wasn't pointing it at anybody. I just like, I was gonna say something and I, I decided not to. 
when Deborah was commissioned as the next judge to fight Sisera and the army chases Sisera who has more chariots than anybody else and chariots in those days were the equivalent of having a tank and now Sisera is running for his life because his tanks get stuck in the mud and they can't move and here comes Sisera in all of his uniform and all his glory and ends up in JL's tent and says, please hide me. Can you just hide me? Hide me. And she gives him milk, which is yogurt. He falls asleep because he's got tryptophan in it. And what does she do? She has to set up the tents because ladies set up the tents in those days. Ladies, ladies set up the tents in those days. And so, and the men, you know, they, they were out in the fields doing what they needed to do. So I expected the tent to be set when I come home. And, uh, and, 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 and some roasted goat on the fire with mint jelly when I come home. So I want that tent set up. And so anyway, when he's sleeping, she, she hides him in a, in, in, in a carpet and then she takes the tent peg, boom, right through his temple. You got to read it. It goes right here. It comes out the other side like this, like that. The enemies of Israel are defeated. When you see Gideon, he has thousands of people that answer the call. God says, you have too much. And he takes them down to the river and God sorts them out. And then who's with me, who's not. And then at the end, he's only got 300. You went from thousands, like 30,000, all of a sudden, all you have is 300. God says, hey, bring, bring the mayonnaise jar. Bring the butane lighter. This is how we're gonna fight. But light your torch at night, smash that on the ground, and everybody just, you got to use what you have. Woo, that's a west side one. That's a west side one. But Shamgar takes apart his ox gold. Probably did it before. He sees one Philistine come out. Ooh, we got ourselves a Philistine, huh? So my New Zealand friends, they're all watching right now. That's a terrible Maori expression. Next one. Next one comes down. Oh, get two. Oh, five. Oh, let's go. Come on. Let's go. Let's go. Ten. Oh, Spirit of God comes on him. And he starts just going nuts. All of a sudden, Jet Li. Bruce Lee. The whole Lee family. Uh, 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 uh. I'm, just, I'm too serious on that. I'm just, I'm just like really taking it all in. And then all of a sudden, like, oh, 100. By the time he's done, he ain't done. Because why? You got to do whatever you can. You got to do whatever you can. Come on. Wave after wave of Philistines start coming out. They all start coming out. They're blowing their horns. Help! Help over here! Help over here! And all of a sudden, they start rushing. And then, by under the Spirit of God, and can you hear the music? Like, you can hear the music, right, in the movie. And then all of a sudden, you see the 360 video come around like this. 
and oh, and the enemy kept coming. And as long as they kept on coming, Shamgar kept swinging, no matter what. As long as they kept coming, Shamgar kept, kept swinging. And the battle is still coming, and you got to keep on swinging somebody. Come on. And as long as he kept swinging, he kept winning in Jesus' name. Come on. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you that the weapons of our warfare are different than what the world uses. But I thank you, Lord, that through Shamgar's example and through his description, Father, that we are more than conquerors through Christ Jesus. Father, thank you, Lord, that whatever we've got, we are overcomers, that we will fight every battle that comes our way, that we will pick the right battles. And when we do, Lord, we will use what you gave us in order to defeat the enemy in the name of Jesus. And so, Father, we ask now in Jesus' name that you fill us with an awareness of what is going on in the spirit realm and throughout the world, that you would begin to strengthen us for the battles that are here now and the battles that are yet to come. But Father, most of all, we ask that the nation and the state will turn back to you, that a deliverer will be sent, that a revival would come, and Father, an awakening would take place, and that our world would never be the same. The same way that you held up a fragile republic through awakenings and revivals, that you would do it here. Like if you've done it before, then God, I know you can do it again. And Father, I am praying for another great revival in Hawaii, one that is different, one that is a, a, a unique expression for people who are from here and people from all over the world and people who live here right now. So Father, we lift this up to you. In the name of Jesus, we pray. And everybody said, Amen. Come on. Thank you one more time, Lord. Hallelujah. Thanks for joining us and for listening to Inspire Church Metro Podcast. Stay in the loop by checking inspiremetro.live.